0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 18th, 2020. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the goals for the Orlando Magic for the rest of the season and what they have to do and why it's important that they still achieve those goals as small as they might seem in the bigger picture of things. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Mantics next opponent Friday night's game against the Dallas Mavericks? Check out Locked On Mavericks. You can also find great national podcasts like Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the Duncan and Hollinger NBA show, and rejecting the screen. No matter what team you're interested in, whether it's in the NBA, MLB, NHL College, or NFL 2, you can find a Locked On podcast for you. Just go wherever you download podcasts and search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every Day. The NBA All-Star break is still going on. Vacations are wrapping up. I know that Evan Fournier, uh, Terrence Ross, and Wes Oundu all enjoyed uh, their vacation together. I would hope um, they, they they spent some time with their families uh, uh, together, which is which is nice and, and good to see as well. Uh, but obviously, the team teams will start getting back to work very soon. In fact, Wednesday afternoon. The Magic will be back in practice and getting ready for what is essentially a sprint to the finish. There has been a lot of hand-wringing among Magic fans. A lot of just antsiness and anxiety and frustration, perhaps, that the team hasn't taken a huge or certainly a tangible step forward. There is concern about the future of this team. And, I'm not here to alleviate those concerns. I'm not here to say that those concerns are invalid. And honestly, despite some of the arguments that I might get into with Magic fans, I think people, I think Magic fans and people who I engage with, so I imagine people who listen to this podcast, are all asking the right questions. How does this team get better? How does this team get a championship window? How does this team develop their young players? To put them in a position to grow, to be impact players, to help the team take the next step. How do the Magic get out of what feels like the treadmill of mediocrity? While I would continue to argue, and I will argue here actually, that the playoffs are a valuable thing, nobody wants to be stuck as the 7th or 8th seed. That is not a future. And I agree 100% with that. To be stuck as a 7th or 8th seed is... I don't think it's the worst place in the league to be. Let me make that perfectly clear. It is not the worst place in the league to be. But stagnation is not good. And as I mentioned in a podcast earlier in the season, so I will make this point quickly here again, you're only stuck in that dreaded treadmill of mediocrity if you do not have a way forward. If there is not a way for your team to get better or young players to grow. The Detroit Pistons, for example, are stuck in the treadmill of mediocrity and honestly in the worst place in in the league, I think. They had a team that had clearly reached their ceiling without any quality young players to build around and keep the team moving forward. They put all their eggs into the basket of being the seventh or eighth seed. And unfortunately, they came out really bad. Contrast that to where the Miami Heat were perhaps last year or two years ago even. They were also in a very similar predicament. But they found their way forward. So I would always always venture to say that as long as you have a path forward, a way to get better both internally and externally, you are fine. And it is okay to be a low seed if it feels like the beginning of something. Now, this is a fair criticism of the Orlando Magic. And the position that they are in and and why they're maybe not mentioned among the great and interesting young teams in the league. Last year's playoff berth was both the culmination of a lot of years of hardship and also the promise of the future. And I think most of us entered this season thinking this feels like a beginning. Maybe not the beginning of something really good but the beginning of a nice, sustained playoff run where the team can begin to maneuver and make things work to take that next and important step. This season has not played out that way. This season has played out as if the Magic were at their ceiling. As if the Magic were at the end of this run. And in some respects, I think that is correct. And not in some respects, I do think that is correct. I do think that we have seen what a Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier-led team can take us and where it can take us. And Fournier's been good, Vucevic has not been great. Injuries have hit this team hard, but it is hard to see this Magic team being much more than what they are. A quick standings review is in order here. The Orlando Magic currently sit 8th in the Eastern Conference. They are two games back of the Brooklyn Nets for 7th, they play each other three more times, so plenty of time to make up that ground. And three games ahead of the Washington Wizards, a team that the Magic defeated um, four times already this season. Swept that season series, so in essence, a four-game lead on the Wizards. They hold a five-game lead over the 10th-place Chicago Bulls. Every statistical model, and, and frankly, everything just watching this team, would tell you the Magic, while not safe, should be good to make the playoffs. The big thing, though, is they are eight games out of sixth. There's a clear line between those top six teams, and it's been this way for most of the season, between those top six teams in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Philadelphia, Indiana, and everyone else. It's been Brooklyn and Orlando and then everyone else. Those eight teams in the playoffs feel very set now. I I won't say completely set because the Magic at this time last year were far out of the playoff race, much further out than Washington is, So not out of the woods yet. So yes, it does feel like the Magic have reached a ceiling. No one will deny that. And while the Magic stood pat at the trade deadline, a lot of that had to do with their two goals for the rest of the season. Or their two goals for this. their general overall philosophy of how to build a team. And that philosophy is... Players grow best when they're put in winning environments, when they're put in winning situations, when they are forced to prepare as if every game matters and put in roles that contribute to a winning team. They, they believe that is the best way to build culture. It worked in Toronto. It worked in Denver. That's Jeff Waltman's major background as a general manager, as a, as a decision maker within a franchise. And that's the approach the Magic are taking. And so they were never going to make a trade that would jeopardize any of that. They were never going to make a trade that would have put them out of place for the playoffs or would have put them, you know, kind of back in the lottery. But very clearly, they weren't going to make a deal good enough to put them into the top six, to launch them into the top six. If one came along, I'm sure they would have tried it um, and and, and taken the long-term savings. But obviously, that never materialized. The rumors that came out about the Magic trying to trade Aaron Gordon, my bet is the Magic were testing the market, seeing what they could get for him, and finding nothing of interest, they held tight. Perfectly defensible situation, in my opinion. So now that we're past the trade deadline, now that we're past the All-Star break, the Magic clearly have their sights set on the playoffs. They clearly have their idea put on making the postseason. And so for these final 20 games or so, what is their goal? What are they trying to accomplish? It might be small potatoes, and it is small potatoes. Don't get me wrong. No one should celebrate this season as an outright success. And I do think I sometimes get misinterpreted on this. The magic's baseline goal this year was to make the playoffs. That is just a goal to check off. It's it's something we expect. It's an expectation more than a goal. Maybe maybe that's my that's my problem. I'm phrasing it wrong. The expectation was to make the playoffs. The goal was to compete for something more. To compete for home court advantage, to uh to get out of the first round, to have a competitive first round series. And a lot of those goals are still in front of them. Some of them certainly are not. But now that the season is what it is and the Magic have 27 games to make the most of this group and what's left of the year, one goal is undeniably clear. That is the Magic have to get the seventh seed. One thing that has been missing from this Magic team has been a lack of urgency. It's led to some some poor attention to detail. It's led to a lot of poor play throughout. And both the gift and the curse of the Magic's playoff birth last year is they've had the poise to deal with some of the adversity that they faced this year. They've had the poise to understand how to get through this marathon. But the curse has been they haven't needed to tap into kind of the, the panic and frenzy of trying to get into the playoffs. As Steve Clifford put it, following the Magic's win over the Detroit Pistons, last year, this team wanted to win and win badly. It's not that they I want to win now. Last year, they wanted to prove a lot of people wrong, a lot of the league wrong about this organization and this team specifically. And now they've proven them wrong. Now they are expected to be a playoff team. And it is different to be the front runner than to pursue a team. So if the Magic could bring the same urgency to getting to seven, and trust me, getting to seven is a big deal. Avoiding the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs and facing a Toronto again, or a Boston, or Miami. Toronto's got a game and a half lead on Boston for second, and a a uh, currently, a four and a half game lead for Miami for on Miami for second, so it's probably going to be Toronto or Boston. To face one of those teams in the first round, it's a very different prospect. If you face one of those teams in the first round, you might be able to take a game. Milwaukee Milwaukee swept Orlando; it wasn't particularly close. Toronto has won three of the four matchups they'll play each other in the final game of the season. Those games have been closer. I won't call them close. And the Magic play, you struggle against Boston once and you know no one's expecting the Magic to win these series. And at, 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 you know, looking at how the Magic play, getting a game would be a minor miracle. But all of this is important. And it's important for one reason. While we do believe this team has hit some sort of ceiling, it is still a young team. And it's because this is still a young team that going through this process again, perhaps even being stuck on the treadmill for another year, is vital to the team's development. And it's why the next 27 games are as vital and important as anything else the Magic will do the rest of this season. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. You feel those knots in your shoulders. Just Whenever the, the day just ends, you just feel like you need to crumple on the couch and just release all that negative energy in the world. But while some of it is certainly mental, it manifests itself physically. And to release physical tension helps release mentally tension. That's why you should use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calib- calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. Feel better, naturally treat your pain, and get back to your life with Theragun. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com slash locked that's Theragun, theraguncom ncom slash locked on. For a limited time, my listeners to this podcast get a free charging stand with purchase. A $79 value. That's Theragun.com slash locked on. Again, the website Theragun.com slash locked on.
1: Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: As I mentioned before, there is not a lot to play for in the big picture of things. If the goal was for the Magic to compete for home court advantage and to have a real chance to get out of the first round this year, the Magic have likely disappointed that. Just the way they played through the first 58 games or however long it's been. 55 games. I gave them three more games than they should have. Um, Through the first 55 games, this Magic team has been solid but not great. And oftentimes, not even solid. Their defense still ranks in the top 10, but I would argue it's been inconsistent. The offense has been abysmal. There's been a lot of regression to the mean from some key players from last year, yet... Orlando, and and certainly injuries have hampered them as well, yet Orlando stays in the playoff race. Yet Orlando not only stays in the playoff race, they are in playoff position. And so, making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference as the 7th or 8th seed certainly does feel like a by-default proposition. Again, the expectation was to make the playoffs. It is not something to celebrate. Not anymore. No one is celebrating Merely making the playoffs. And so, yes, the season is a disappointment. And I would agree. The team has underperformed their talent and ability in so many ways. And honestly, nothing they can do the rest of the way forward is going to change that. The 82-game sample will live, you know, the 55-game sample will live greater than the last 27 games. But as I noted, even though the Magic are just a game ahead of last year's pace at this time of the season, And a 42-40 and record is certainly feeling very unlikely. But as I noted, there is still a lot to gain from this season. Even though Orlando may finish again as the 7th or 8th seed, revealing that, yes, this team has a ceiling that they've probably reached. Even though that might be the case, it is still important to remember that this is an incredibly young team. The oldest player is DJ Augustin at 31, 32 years old. Nikola Vucevic just turned 30. Evan Fournier is 28, 29 years old. But the key players the Magic really care about are 24, Aaron Gordon, 21, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and Markel Fultz. And those guys are still kind of learning their place in the NBA. Like I said, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and this Orlando Magic team have just made it an organizational philosophy, whether you agree with it or not, that making the playoffs and putting young players in a winning environment is important to their development. Certainly, after six years of seeing the magic, not develop players not in a winning environment, not in a group that has playoff expectations, that where even young players who are growing and developing grow and develop within roles so they can find success within the team structure. That, that path didn't work for this team. You do, you do need a little bit of mix. You do need to let young players go out there and make mistakes, but when push came to shove, when it was time for those young players to lead Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, you know, Aaron Gordon to some extent, Nikola Vucevic, honestly as well, those guys were not ready to step up to the plate. And so the Magic organization, you believe, putting these guys in these winning situations teaches them how to win as they develop, as they get better, as they grow older. And so I think it is important to remember that this is still a young team that has a lot to learn about the NBA. I would honestly say one of the things that probably caught the magic by surprise last year in the playoffs was just the increase in playoff intensity. I know Nikola Vucevic has had a really bad year, but I, I would anticipate he plays better in the playoffs this year just because there's a better understanding of what it takes to play there. This is where experience does matter. It's not so much the Magic need to get back to 500 and be a 500 playoff team, although I'll get to why that's important in a moment or why aspiring to that is important in a moment. It's not so much that you get to the playoffs and make a cameo. Maybe win, maybe steal a game and, and go out in five or go out in four. What's important is the process in getting there. It's having Mo Bamba and Marco Fultz who were not part of last year's playoff run In the everyday grind to get better, in the everyday preparation to get through the marathon of the season, in the preparation of the playoff series, of having Steve Clifford and the Magic playoff and the Magic staff give them a playoff scouting report, of them feeling the pressure of every possession. Honestly, I would say this as a fan, as a fan going to games. I I remember. I went to my, uh, you know, obviously the Magic missed the playoffs in 2000, uh, 2004 and 2005. I went, to, I went to college in 2006. I'm sorry, the Magic missed the playoffs in 2005-2006. I went to college fall of 2006. Magic went to the playoffs in 2007. I had not been to a playoff game then from the 2004 season, game six of the 2004 first round against the Pistons, to the second round against the Celtics. In 2009. And I remember even walking into the building. How much... A, I forgot what a playoff game feels like. And B, how much different and intense a second round game felt like. There is a different pressure and energy in the building. And I do think it can overwhelm young players. And certainly not just that the amount of detail and preparation necessary to even have a chance in these series, especially against elite teams. So going through this process of of preparing, of, you know, not going through the motions, just going through this process is important for young players. It is, I, I, I absolutely feel like it is vital for them. It helps them understand What's coming up? And so, it is important to remember that this is a young team that has to come to understand that. And that's why I think the playoffs are still so important to this Magic team. That's why I think it's okay to be the seventh seed again because so much of this Magic team is still so incredibly young. At least the important players are and honestly the biggest hurt of Jonathan Isaac not being around and i you know i hope that you know i don't know if i want him to play but i'd love him to be part of the practice or preparation in some way if he can if he can practice and help out in some way it's being part of that study that matters now the magic still have work to do and it's and that preparation does not mean anything if it's not implemented effectively. You can go through the preparation and pick up bad habits still. And so while the Magic may not be getting to the 6th seed this year, that goal of reaching the 7th seed should give the team the urgency it needs. In fact, it should be the only thing that matters to this Magic team the rest of the way. And I'll go ahead and say it. I expect the Magic to be the 7th seed in the playoffs. I will be disappointed if the Magic are the 8th seed. I'll be very disappointed, in fact. A, because I think this team is talent-wise better than they were last year. Even if they haven't played like it. And B, honestly, I think they're better than Brooklyn without without their constructed. I think they're certainly playing better than Brooklyn. And with three games against the Nets, there is plenty of opportunity left to catch them. Monday night's game stands huge. But... One thing Clifford always said about last year's play, playoff run was while they were the 7th seed and, and that, again, is small potatoes in the big picture, the Magic played their way in. They didn't get handed a playoff spot. They played their way in. They went 22-9 and to make that playoff run. And he was very proud of that fact that they put all the pieces together and they made a run. Certainly, the Magic are, again, in the playoffs almost by default at this point. The East is just that bad. But the Magic can still play their way in. And again, they can do that by catching the seventh seed. The schedule sets up for them to do so. According to Tankathon, the Magic have the third easiest schedule remaining in the league, a 464 win percentage of their opponents. They still play Cleveland once. They play Atlanta once. They'll play Atlanta next Wednesday. They still got two games against Minnesota, which has been terrible. Even though the Knicks beat them once, they've still got a game against the Knicks. They've still got a game against the Hornets. And while they still play Boston twice, Miami once, Houston, and Philadelphia once, they play Toronto on the last day of the season. The schedule sets up, especially in March, for the Magic to make a run. So again... Opportunity is in front of them. The Magic don't go out west any any uh, anymore. The only Western Conference opponents they play, the only Western Conference road team road games that they play are at Minnesota, at Memphis, at Houston, and at San Antonio. Again, Memphis probably the toughest. Well, Houston's the toughest of those games, but Houston, Memphis, tough, tough game. San Antonio will be a tough game because San Antonio, San Antonio. Minnesota's tough because I, I I think. they'll they'll provide a particularly difficult matchup for Orlando. So I'm not counting anything as, as a win. You obviously can't count anything as a win. But Orlando obviously has opportunity in front of them to not only make up ground, but catch Brooklyn. Brooklyn's schedule's pretty, you know, not too shabby. They're 17th, 499 win percentage. But again, the Magic have every opportunity to play their way in. And it is at this point. It was at this point last year. The Magic put all the pieces together. That they found their way. They found how they needed to play, and they made their run. Look, the Magic made up five and a half games in in the last fifty and last you know thirty some odd games in the last thirty one games last year. Indiana's struggling to reintegrate Victor Oladipo, but they're not catching Indiana. No one's no one's pretending they're going to be sixth. But being seventh is a manageable and achievable goal. And if the Magic wants you to make good on making the playoffs, if the Magic wants you to make good on learning and implementing the process of winning, this is what they have to do. Backing your way into the playoffs, which if the Magic stayed in eighth or didn't make up any ground or fell a little bit further back to Washington had to fight them off, that would not accomplish any of the goals for this team. So now with 27 games left, the only way the Magic can accomplish that ultimate goal or that that ultimate expectation is to be 7th. It's to make a run and be 7th or to widen that gap against Washington. Narrow that gap against Brooklyn. The big changes obviously will come in the summer. They undoubtedly have to come and likely that means trusting the young players to lead trusting that whatever wisdom Aaron Gordon's gained, whatever wisdom Jonathan Isaac's gained, whatever wisdom Markel Fultz has gained will be enough to keep the team competitive and winning. That's that's got to come down that's got to come down the line sooner than later. But it's not today, it's not now. Now it's about fighting for seventh and for all,
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on, on Apple Music, Stitcher, Tune in, Himmel, like Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. On Orlando Magic Daily right now, we are discussing and asking you to vote which dunk contest from Aaron Gordon was better, 2016 or 2020. We're interested to hear what you have to have to say. Leave us a comment. Vote on our poll at Daily. You can check out the article on orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. Today, though, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rosenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode